0: Have you ever wanted a career in a different country? Well, we're going to show you how. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. Today's theme is How to Find Work Overseas. This is Daniel Laxton.
1: And this is Leah Laxton, and you're listening to Dream Job Radio.
0: We have a special guest, Marianne Thompson. And if you have any questions about how to find work overseas or questions for her, please call in at 760-888-5718.
1: Or you can tweet your questions to at Daniel Laxton. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A-K-S-T-I-N-S.
0: So what's coming up after our special guest?
1: Well, we have uh, your favorite segment, everybody's favorite college student, Mike okay, Hackney. Hackney. We'll be here for Campus Connection this week, so stay tuned after the interview with Mary Ann to find out what's going on in the life of today's college students.
0: And be sure to check us out on Overtime on Ustream. Well, let's go ahead and get our guest on the show. Today's special theme is how to find work overseas and to create your global resume. And we're going to be talking with Mary Ann Thompson. She's the founder of Going Global. It's an internationally recognized uh, company where she's an expert on helping people to find a global career.
1: A former White House attorney, she launched Going Global while living as an expat in Stockholm, Sweden. And today, Going Global is the leader in providing country-specific career content targeted to professionals seeking to begin or change careers at home and abroad.
0: She's also the author of The Global Resume and CV Guide. And this is the first publication on the market with worldwide job hunting advice. So, Marianne, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Daniel. Happy to join you this morning. We're well, happy to have you. But boy, what, what an interesting life that you're leading, and, and that you're involved in, especially when it comes to, uh, I mean, doing work overseas for for people. That's amazing. So, uh, is is it you know um, when you're thinking about the economy today and how hard it is once to find a job? Uh, it seems like a dream come true to be able to find a job abroad, doesn't it?
2: Well it certainly broadens the range of opportunities and if you really select a, a market where you can get some experience in your professional background or an opportunity to even explore a new type of career, it's the best way I know to jumpstart a career and really to add a lot of meat to your resume in a short amount
0: of time. Wow, now that's a that's a prospect I wasn't even thinking about, jump starting your career. So when you're saying that, you're meaning that uh if we really wanted to advance in certain companies even in the US, we could actually do that uh faster by going overseas with a job, is that what you're saying?
2: Uh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of times, especially uh, Daniel, if you have enough backbone to go look for uh, employment in what's called an emerging market, uh, such as Brazil or Peru, Latin America, some of the South African countries. We're not talking about uh, that dream job in Paris, France, but if you really go to an emerging market, most of the time you're given opportunities and responsibilities that are far in advance of, in many cases, your age, and your education in ways that a U.S. employer really wouldn't give you that early on in your career.
1: Wow, Wow, that's very interesting. Well, Marianne, this is Leah Laxton. I was wondering, are there differences between the job application process in the United States versus other countries?
2: I think uh, people would be surprised at the enormous number of differences. A basic one is what a job application is referred to. Here in the United States or really North America, I'll include our friends to the north, the Canadians, you refer to a job application as a resume. Everywhere else in the world it's called a CV or a curriculum vitae. And there's certainly a large number of differences just to to throw out a few. uh, Most countries outside the U.S., you'd attach a photograph to your resume or your CV and it would be very full of a lot of personal details, a lot of personal information, what your hobbies are, your plans to get married, your friends and family, things that are really uh, not acceptable here, are really expected, not only in a global CV, but are expected subjects of uh, topics in an interview.
0: Wow. I often was wondering if that would be a bad thing for America, uh, because again, we don't remember the person. If you have just a piece of paper, it's hard to connect that piece of paper with the person that you may have actually met. Uh, But when you have... Uh, that information whether whether a photograph or you know about their friends family you feel more that you know that person wouldn't you agree
2: it is that personal connection uh, is the basis for why that's done outside the united states i think the flip side here in the united states is without sounding too cold and calculated and very american in in my response i think what an employer here thinks is until you're really on my short list I don't have the time, or perhaps I don't have the interest in getting to know you on a personal level, uh, happy to do so, want to do so once you're on my short list, but early in the process, an American employer, I think, believes they just don't have the time to get, that, to, get to that personal level.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, if you really
0: want to do international uh, work and employment, uh, what are the maybe challenges when it comes to pursuing international employment
2: well I think uh, the challenges are it's certainly easier the easiest way to find an opportunity uh, at least from a professional credential standpoint is to have already had some multinational experience a lot of people think that means I have to have lived abroad. Now that's not true. Uh, even if you're a, a young professional, say you worked in a multinational team on a project at your university or college, that certainly counts for something. Uh, maybe you had somebody who was on an exchange program who lived with you. You went on a study abroad program. Uh, your family has vacationed every year skiing in Switzerland. So multinational experience is really put you ahead of the list, as does speaking at least a second language. So that's what's true as far as credentials go, and uh, we can also speak about some of the personal challenges as those are just as critical and not to be dismissed.
0: So then in that case, would you suggest that young ones maybe learn a foreign language while they're in school when they get a chance?
2: You certainly, the, the you know, uh, the world is not going global. The world has gone global. And, uh, international, uh, companies, international opportunities, uh, multi-ethnic, uh, diverse populations probably live in your hometown. I know, Daniel, you all are based in Austin, Texas. That's a very international city here in the U.S. I know you have some global businesses working out of there. I'm sure You might even have other nationalities, uh, other uh, students from other countries going to school with your kids. It's come to you. You don't have to go to it. And I can tell you, as the world becomes more global and the work market shrinks, um, it's really going to be a good thing to enhance your chances of finding an international job, even if that international job is located in Austin, Texas.
0: You know, I was even thinking then uh, maybe some young ones in in college that might be listening to the show, uh, maybe it might be wise for them to get to be good friends with some of those uh, that are from those other countries that are going to the same school because they could have an introduction uh, to a job over there, overseas.
1: What do you think?
2: you're 100% right. Uh, the number one way you mentioned my book that's been out on the market a long time, uh, and when we, when I first started to write the book, we, I connected with, uh, headhunters, executive search firms, staffing agencies, career counselors in 40 countries around the world, and I asked an open-ended question. I said, what's the number one way to find an employment opportunity in your country? Uh, it was an open-ended fill in the blank. 40 out of 40 responses were networking and personal connections. So that's how it happens, not only here, but here, there, and everywhere. And certainly you need to remember, I think the value of what you just brought up, Daniel, is twofold. Number one, you're getting exposed to, you're connecting uh, within your own country with someone from that country who back there has a father, brother, and uncle, sister already working on the local economy, who may be able to do some job searching for their new best friend here in United States at their own company. The other thing is you really need to understand if it's a good cultural fit for you. So by befriending and getting to know someone here, you get to understand the culture at a personal level and then if you get really serious about a job hunt, here's someone who can review your CV and say, okay, is this appropriate for the Japanese market? I know there are a lot of differences. How should I tweak it? What should I change? Will you help me practice for my informational interview for, uh, you know, uh, Sony Corporation. So I think there are 101 advantages to connecting with on a very easy, casual level to the more than 600,000 international uh, individuals who attend American colleges and universities in any given year.
0: Wow. Well, you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. We have a special guest, Mary Ann. She's an expert when it comes to finding employment overseas.
1: Yeah, so Mary Ann, could you maybe share with us some of your favorite job hunting tips?
2: Well, I think we just talked about my number one favorite one, which is, I say, network 24-7. The two best jobs I ever got before I started going global, one I got from someone I met at my gym, and the other opportunity I got while I was a waitress in law school overhearing a conversation while I was serving their dinner. So I think networking 24-7 is the number one key to finding a job. And the other one, my other favorite tip on a global level and domestically, is to be what I call politely persistent. I get amazed at the number of individuals in a job search process who do their homework, get out there, have an interview, uh, might connect with one person, and then the person writes back and says, I'm sorry, there's no current opportunity here, and they never hear from the individual again. When I've been in the job market, if I have taken the time to connect with somebody, I follow up every month. I resend my resume every month because things change daily in my life, so I assume they're changing daily in that company, and it just shows them I'm still on the market and I'm genuinely interested. So I would say networking 24-7 and being politely persistent are to me the two key factors in getting a job at any point in your career, either here or abroad.
0: I really like that point on politely persistent uh, because the truth is, is you, we have to have that in everything. Whether we want to even um, move up in a company, you have to be politely persistent per, to get noticed. If you're a salesperson, you got to be politely persistent to really get the sale. So that's that's a really uh, I, I like that term. You don't mind if I use that, do you? <laughs>
2: No, please. And, and you know, I say politely persistent because I certainly don't mean obnoxiously in your face. There's a difference with the two. But I think uh, I do get amazed. People bother to do a lot of legwork. They do research on the computer. They set up an interview. They show up at the job fair. And just because somebody shoots them down once, uh, they kind of shirk back and they don't do any more follow-up. And, uh You can be guaranteed that the resume you gave somebody once is sitting in that circular file. I think those exist in every country, and that's why you should resend the resume every month, remind them you're still available, remind them very briefly how you fit and your credentials could best work for them, and and keep at it. Just keep building that network and keeping it alive.
0: I love it. One uh, business professional that we're friends with said uh, one time, he says, just keep asking for it. Until one of two things happen. One, uh, either they'll tell you to go away or they'll give it to you.
2: (laughs) It certainly has worked for me in my own life.
0: That's awesome. So now when it comes to jobs outside the U.S., uh, where are the most promising job markets to finding a, a job outside?
2: Well, I just wrote an article that you can uh, find on our www.goingglobal website with only one G in the middle, but it's an exciting new uh, report we've just done on job opportunities, the job market in Brazil. And I love to talk about it for several reasons. Uh, Number one, it's from Austin, Texas. You could get to your new dream job in three hours. So it's it's close to the U.S., uh, it 's a booming market. They only have six percent unemployment. The Olympics is coming there. The World Cup is going there. Infrastructure is booming if you 're an engineer that 's the place I, I I would be packing my bags as I, as I was on my way to the airport and i don 't want to spend too long talking to about Brazil, but as far as the airport it's the airline industry is booming there it 's really in its infancy they 're building and they 're buying planes. They're looking for pilots. They're looking for flight attendants. They're looking for uh, uh, technicians, maintenance people who can keep those planes in the air. So the airline industry, middle management, they are just not enough managers. You're really seeing a lot of Brazilian students or professionals who have left the country for educational work are coming back because their home market is just – it was the first emerging market to really get out of the recession, and it hasn't just – limped along like ours has here, it's it's gotten up, crawled, and it's at a running high-speed marathon place, pace. So we um, more about the article on our website, but Brazil is certainly in a, a market very near to home that I would check out if a global career was on my horizon.
0: Wow. You know, uh, of course, a lot of listeners may not realize, too, that Portuguese is what they speak there. So if you have some Absolutely. Spanish- the same language, but hey, you know, Portuguese is not bad.
1: Yes, yeah, i will give you a leg up if you need Spanish as well. So you mentioned your website, uh, we know it's an excellent, excellent source for people looking for careers overseas. Can you tell us more though about how your company, Going Global, supports job searches at home and abroad?
2: Absolutely. We're the only uh, company on the market that provides country-specific, location-specific uh, career guides. Uh, we only hire, we have career guides for more than 80 location uh, locations around the world. They're over 100 pages long. They only deal with topics uh, that are employment or career-related. And I think two important factors is we only hire people who live in that country who are career professionals to hand-gather this information on the local level and keep it updated on an annual basis. So we've, I like to say, we've done all your homework. All you need to do is your legwork.
0: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So uh, what are some of the maybe future uh, global trends that you see coming our way?
2: Well, it's not what I see, but it's what I read, and uh, very interesting. It's going the market's really gonna turn on us, uh, turn around, uh, perhaps for the better, a little scarier in a way, in the next 10 years, really in the next couple of years. Baby boomers are retiring in droves worldwide. I just read an article that in Russia alone, there are going to be 10 million jobs open. Uh, looking for candidates in the next several years. So global employment, global mobility is really going to have to skyrocket because companies are going to be in need of Uh, professional candidates on a worldwide level you're going to see immigration and visa laws uh, relax even here in the U.S. we're not uh, we're uh, no longer going to be blocking people at the border we're going to be sitting there with tea and cookies begging them to come on down so uh, it really will uh, be a huge uh, change of events present a lot of very interesting opportunities especially for the next generation
0: well that's very positive because you know uh, Right now, kids are getting out of uh, school or college, and they're, like, looking around and saying, wow, where's the world that I, I was expecting? You know, it's not there. There's, there's nothing for me. So It's it's sad when you have a college education and you can't find a, a decent-paying job. Yeah, so well,
2: it's cool. there. It's there. It's just not in your backyard anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I think that is a dream, like we said, for a lot of college students to get to at least spend a few years overseas. So that's a positive message that people can take away from the show today that, you know, don't lose hope that not only are there jobs out there, but there's jobs in some very exciting places out there. Hey, do you have any advice?
0: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was, going to say well, I was just going
1: to say, it's just it's not only
2: for students, but we also support alumni groups, executive programs, trailing spouses or trailing partners. A lot of your AARP generation wants their second or third careers to be in an international location. So it's not just a place to start your career, it might be the, the place you want to choose to be the last stop in your career cycle and then spend the rest of your day. In a country that perhaps has a lower cost of living and a higher quality of life. So I certainly think it is an opportunity that is potentially attractive and suitable for people of any professional level or age.
0: Wow. Any advice for dealing with homesickness?
2: (laughs) Skype.
1: (laughs)
0: There you go. Yeah. Well, you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Our special guest has been Mary Ann Thompson. Uh, she's, a, she's a specialist when it comes to finding work overseas. She's also the uh, founder of Glo- or Going Global. And where can they find your website again?
2: We're pretty easy to Google when you look for uh, global career information. Or one thing, Daniel, I want to mention that we have city career guides for 45 cities here in the U.S., six in Canada. So we are a a great resource for U.S. job information as well. But you can find us at www.goingglobal.com. That's when I pull my southern accent out of my back pocket because it's not two Gs in the middle, only one G. And if I say the southern version of going global, I'll hope you'll remember how and where to find
1: us. (laughs) Thank you so much, Marianne.
0: We we so much uh, appreciate you being on our show.
2: Well, it was great fun, and I hope to hear from some of your listeners today. Thanks again.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate uh, this. I mean, there's so much good information that we... We see uh, when it comes to finding work, I mean, so many people we've talked to over the past uh, couple of years where people are worried about finding jobs, and yet there's plenty of jobs even overseas, so that, that gives people hope, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. So we'll definitely have links up on our website as well on 30careers.com to all of Mary Ann's information so you guys can easily find out more about, even in the U.S., those job search guides. Very exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, so what do we have up next?
1: Well, it's that time of the week for everybody's favorite college student.
3: Hey,
0: Micah, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, guys, how's it going?
0: Good, it's going great. How, how about
3: you? Doing great. Um, just uh, I think I thought about taking a few minutes uh, today and talking about, you know, speaking of international business, uh, what about some uh, going on vacation? How does that sound? Vacation sounds great. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, and you know what? For a student, as far as from a student's perspective, um, you know, taking uh, maybe some time off in the summertime and going on vacation is definitely a great idea. Helps you can release, hey. It helps you to relieve some stress and uh, helps you uh, refresh your mind and get valuable experience
0: and uh, get ready for that next semester in college. That sounds awesome, but say if you're a college student, do you have the money to go and you know
3: take a vacation yeah well you know you can always pick up uh you know my suggestion would be if you're you know really strapped for cash is to um is to maybe work the first part of the summer and then maybe the last few weeks you can take off and go on vacation there's a lot of opportunities out there um you know for instance there's so many different organizations that um you know, you can volunteer with to help maybe build you know, it maybe won't be all vacation, might be some work involved involved with it, but you know, you can help build housing or um helping help in schools or anything, uh, overseas and uh so many different countries. And a lot of times there's free a lot of times with these packages, volunteer packages, is there's free food free food and free housing and pretty much the only thing coming out of your pocket is your airfare. That's
0: excellent. I was wondering if there's any links, maybe uh that you, do you have or maybe we can put some links up for you to for you on the website
3: yeah I, I have some links do. and uh, I, don't, I don't know I'll get those posted on um, Facebook after the show and everything but uh, you know also uh, when, when you are overseas uh, don't forget your student you know don't forget your student ID because you know even here in well, the United States like literally like oh I mean think about it. literally every place you walk into you can kind of see some sort of sign where there's some sort of 10 to 15 percent off student discount And those discounts really add up. If you use that everywhere, I mean, those discounts really add up and uh, really can uh, keep you within your budget.
0: I was thinking, too, in Europe, just to ride the train, I think that the discount is, like, extraordinary. It's like 80% off or something like that for students.
3: Yes. I mean, it's a big difference. You know, even here in the United States, you get student bus passes, a lot of different options there. And you know it's actually another service you can utilize if you just want to strictly go on vacation is a student travel agency, because uh, a lot of times uh, these a lot of times these agencies realize that the student's gonna be you know low budget and everything, and they're gonna be fun to really trying to help the student out to find the best deals. And a lot of these packages are all inclusive, so you pretty much don't have to worry about anything. You know, if you go through the service, you pay one uh, one flat um, rate.
1: Wow, that's awesome! I didn't know about those. You definitely
3: have to put those links up too. Yes, definitely. But yeah, it's just uh, I just thought I'd mention that to tell you guys. You know, think about the international business. If you know, if you don't want to study abroad for semester, a semester, sometimes good just get kind of refreshed uh, before school and before school starts back to kind of go on vacation. And um, you know, you might uh, you might love it so much, uh, you might be looking for an international job there after you graduate.
1: <laughs> that's right. What did you think about that? Some pretty good advice, huh? Are you gonna um, go to Brazil? Yeah, it was great advice. I'm packing my bags right now. <laughs> but that is what she said.
0: She said that if, uh, as a college student, you start traveling and just doing some travel, travel abroad, then you're more attractive uh, to a, a an employer than another person that's just applying to go abroad. Um, I thought I thought you meant the females. <laughs> <laughs> right. No,
3: but, yeah, definitely, like, if you travel a lot and, like, um, you know, just network, you know, like uh, like you guys said on the show, you know, I, I have a lot of friends here. You know, I got some friends from, um, in Dubai and, uh, and, uh, and other countries, you know, it's really good to ne- network with them because, you know, you might be looking into a high-paying job in the future overseas. That'd That's right. That's
1: right. Well, thanks so much, Micah.
0: We appreciate it. Thank y'all so much. So we um have a lot of good stuff, don't we?
1: Yeah, we had a lot of good stuff this week. So I think this is gonna be a popular episode because I think all of us at one time or another have wanted to um, you know, go overseas. So Well here's the biggest thing that too that she said that I think is really powerful. Is that if
0: we go to work overseas, even if it's just for a year, maybe two years, when we come back to America, it really helps our career. Yes, we can advance quicker.
1: That's absolutely right. So, what do we have coming up next week?
0: Well, next week we're going to go to a new format. So, we've been broadcasting on the air live with Blog Talk Radio. Uh, of course, there's been a few adjustments that that we, uh, as a as with the Dream Job Radio show, we we didn't like so we're going to now switch over to where we're just going to be podcasting everything and have complete control biggest things we didn't like is uh advertisements uh, that we're playing that we didn't have control over and and so to help you have the better listening experience we're switching to where you can just find us on
1: itunes yeah so be sure to update your iTunes feed. If you're listening to this show through the Blog Talk Radio feed, be sure to go to 30careers.com, click the iTunes link, and you'll be uh, sent redirected to the correct new feed, which will feature zero advertisements. Yeah, if you don't like
0: advertisements, like we don't like advertisements, uh, then go to uh, go to com and uh, and switch over your feed to to the, the new format. So but it's going to be exciting. We have lots of good guests coming over the next uh, several months. So please continue to to tune in to us.
1: And be sure to check out the, the stream will be up every Saturday at 11 a.m. just at the regular, regular time that you've been getting it in the past. So next Saturday on the show, we have someone very special from Daniel's uh, hometown of Indianapolis. Yeah, it's Caroline Higgins. Dowd, that's right. Caroline Higgins Dowd will be here. She's the Director of Career Development at IU School of Law. So this is going to be
0: someone someone very important to listen to.
1: And she's talking on the scene. To control your career destiny. So we know that everyone out there is going to be very interested in that subject. So be sure, update your iTunes feed. Um, Be sure to tune into the show next Saturday or at your earliest convenience. Yeah, and uh, right now we're going
0: to be switching over to – show some live stuff with overtime so if you want to see maybe a few of the websites that we, we're going to be putting up be sure to either google uh daniel and leah or just go to the 30 careers website and or you can just google us and you can find us on overtime
1: on UStream. <laughs> yeah,
0: so so until then this is daniel laxton this is leah laxton and this is the dream job radio show do you want to do what you want do you want better money welcome to dream job radio